to Belly Dance Live podcast. My name is Jana Komarnitska. I'm a full-time dancer based in Toronto, performing a variety of Middle Eastern and Central Asian dance styles, including belly dance. You can find me at janadance.com as well as on Insta or Facebook by Jana Dance or Jana Komarnitska. I'm happy you've decided to join us for this weekly dose of dance inspiration because here on this podcast we explore all nuances and insights into lifestyle of ballet dancers and we are having amazing star guests who share their stories, secrets and tips with you. Hello guys, this is another dose of ballet dance inspiration for you and I have a question. Have you ever thought what makes you fall in love with ballet dance. Not in a way that unexpectedly someone's like new friend or someone about your relatives suddenly ask you this question and you need to come up with an answer on spot, but actually took a minute and think about this. I know that you probably notice that every episode of this podcast I finish with the same question. What makes you fall in love with ballet dance? Asking our guest, and I loved hearing different, really different replies, but at the same time having some recurring uh, themes and patterns and things that inspire people to do ballet dance. So for a long time I had this fun idea of putting together an episode, sort of a medley of different answers from different guests that have been on this episode. So I hope you'll enjoy this one and it will give you a lot of inspiration and a bunch of reminders about so many different aspects and things that uh, exist in ballet dance and makes us uh, wanting to keep dancing again and again day after day. So as you'll notice this will be a compilation of different interviews. I've left uh, my intros to each guest just to remind you about who they are and what they've done in case you don't know any of them and then right today jump into the final question from each episode that was uh, exactly what I said what makes you fall in love with ballet dance and uh, just allowing you to see and get so much inspiration and ideas to think about all the episodes will be linked in the show notes so if you want to go to the full interviews and listen to all the conversation with each separate guest that got you inspired go ahead it's linked in the show notes and also just before we dive into the uh, this episode i want to tell you something I actually do want to know our podcast audience better. I do want to know who you are, what you're looking for, what gets you inspired, why you do ballet dance, just so that I can also get more interesting topics, more interesting guests that will be specifically talking to your questions that you have in your head and that you want to uh, get answers so help me to help with that (laughs) and uh, there is a very simple way I actually created a very short uh, form it's a questionnaire just a couple of very simple basic questions uh, that I would be so grateful if you go and feel because this will help me to know you better not just to uh, know from which country you listened from because that I can see on the statistics of the podcast but actually know you as a person and know your interests and uh, uh, what uh, 
what makes uh, you fall in love with ballet dance? So one of the questions in this questionnaire is actually this question to make you think about it for yourself and uh, hopefully then share with me. Also, as a token of thank you for you for taking your time and filling that questionnaire, I will choose on September 1st as a random raffle uh, winner who will receive a special gift from me. It will be a, a set of very intricate necklace from Lavishy Design. If you followed me on uh, Instagram, you probably saw me sharing some of their designs before. I love them. They are so intricate. They can be used with ballet dance costume. They can be used in everyday life. Like really a dream of ballet dance that you can use both for your performances and as a something uh, related to this uh, uh, art form but in your everyday life so uh, the questionnaire is available on the podcast page it's just yanadance.com slash podcast or again the link will be in the show notes so you can just go there click the link and right away you'll go to the questionnaire it's just a couple of questions very basics not too much time and uh, you don't even need to put uh, actually your name just Put your email so that if you are the winner, I can actually contact you somehow. In <laughs> uh, any way, I would really love hearing back from you and I would love to connect and know uh, our listeners more because this is not just one-way communication. I know that there is a person on another side of this screen or headsets <laughs> or however you listen to these uh, um, episodes that there is an actual person with their interest in their dance story and I would really love to connect with you more guys so don't forget to fill out that form it's at yanadance.com slash podcast you can fill anytime but uh, the raffle will be taking place on september 1st and i will announce the winner on my instagram page on that day so make sure you do it before if you want to participate in the raffle or anytime uh, that you just want to give some feedback about podcast as well as to connect with me and now without further ado let's go dive in the podcast today we will hear answers from Julia Farid, Marta Korzun, Cassandra Fox, Luna of Cairo, Alex Delora, Meher Malik, Nada El Masriya, Simon Lebanese, and some other dancers. So, hope you'll enjoy it. Let me know later. I'm uh, thrilled to have an uh, amazing first guest, a super amazing, talented, beautiful dancer, teacher, choreographer, festival organizer, and just really beautiful um, and nice person, Marta Korzun. <laughs> what keeps you falling in love with ballet dance again and again over so many years that you still uh, keep doing it? Uh, thank you for a question. Uh, you know, I was also thinking about this uh, many times. Why I still love belly dance uh, and uh, my love is growing <laughs> all the time. Um, I think it's just uh, because it's really beautiful, you know, for women. Because uh, I think this style of dance is the best for every girl and for every woman. Because it's... Uh, amazing costumes that you put on. You should be beautiful, yes? You, you should uh, uh, do nice... Uh, uh, your dance with beautiful uh, hairstyles, beautiful makeup, uh, in a gorgeous costume. 
you listen to beautiful music that it's really amazing yes uh, and uh, arabic music as well i i love it you should be feminine and uh, sexy so that's why i don't know it's so natural and again i say that it's the best style for for every woman and i always recommend everyone you should dance belly dance <laughs> because it's it's the best for me it's the best style They have guests who uh, you know mostly as Luna of Cairo, as her stage name, or Diana Esposito, beautiful dancer uh, who has performed in Egypt's top hotels and now cruises for the past uh, at least nine years. Her very special and unique uh, uh, musical interpretation as well as authentic Egyptian style uh, make her appear in so many top stages of Egypt as well as in many uh, music videos and uh, movies from Egyptian productions. Also, she is a regularly featured teacher at Raya Hassan's Ahava Sahla Festival. And on top of her active dance career, she also holds a master's degree in Middle Eastern Studies from Harvard University, where she studied a radical Islamist movement in the Arab world. She is also fluent in Egyptian, Arabic, Spanish, on top of English, and holds a, a BA in Journalism and Political Science. And also, uh, you probably have heard or even read her very interesting blog about uh, her stories and experiences as a foreign ballet dancer in Cairo, which is called uh, Kisses from Cairo. What makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again so that you keep doing it for so many years? It would have to be the music. I love, love, love the music. Um, I actually played clarinet when I was younger. And studied music, so I learned how to read it, write it. I've forgotten all those skills, but my point is I have always been musically inclined. And I'm in love with the classics, with Um Kulthum, with Abdul Halim, everybody at Warda, Farid Al-Atrash. You know, I think the problem with Western dancers or, or non-Egyptian dancers is that we only hear the new versions of these songs made by people like Safa, Egypt. We only hear four or five minutes of each song, but these songs, the originals, can go up to two and a half, three hours. It's like a whole symphony, and you listen to this, and a song like Mawawood, for example, or Inta Omri, there are so many changes and transitions, and maybe one part of the song doesn't seem to have um, a relationship with like another part of the song, but it is so beautiful and so interesting, and and these composers put in their entire souls into their work and it's the music that inspires me to dance it's not the dancing that inspires me to dance i will just listen to a piece of music and i'm like oh my god this is so beautiful how can i not dance to this and that's what happens to me over and over again yeah it's it's not the dance it is the music definitely mm. I love that phrase uh, that you just said. It's music that inspires me to dance. It's not a dance that inspires me to dance. Uh, it's nice. I mean, it's uh, sort of contradicting from to hear from dancing, but it's so much true that we get our inspiration from so many different sources, and music is a huge one. So thank you for sharing. It's uh, it's beautiful. <laughs>
this is gonna be epic episode because I have Cassandra Fox here with me, who is a professional ballet dancer as well as Caribbean fusion dance instructor and performer from Coldwater, Ontario. We are almost neighbors with her here. <laughs> and Cassandra is known for her very powerful shimmies super fun and feminine performances and very engaging dance videos that you can see all over internet and social media as well as uh, she's a designer of dance costumes and training outfits what makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years the syncopation of movement and music i find that Arabic music has so much variation and so much depth to it that it's hard to get bored with it. It genuinely is. There's like, there's so much that goes on with it. There's, and there's these subtleties and this nuance. And then that translates right over into the body. We don't have these big, huge movements and backflips and that, but we have this subtlety and this nuance that we can do the slightest little isolation, this little movement, this acknowledgement of the slightest little hint in the in the music or the feeling of the music in general you know we get to translate that and i feel like that that keeps me there because it's like i don't know i, I can't get enough of it <laughs> you hear a new song you're like oh oh and like you can listen to a song a hundred times and maybe the hundred and one time just hear a little something different at one point that you never noticed before and you're like oh how long has that been there and you're like obviously the whole time genius oh, <laughs> Um, and just, and then outside of that, you know, I kind of realized this just this past weekend in BC as a belly dancer in my specific area and most of the bookings I get, I'm rarely on stage. I am generally on the wedding dance floor or in the round as they call it on the restaurant dance floor. I'm very in an interactive space. Mm -hmm. And I learned that I really, really, really love that. Mm. <laughs> I love that I'm like a foot from the person's face because they can see you and you can see them. There is that connection. And even if they're not enjoying it, I guarantee you they're still feeling something. And, and you know, art should make people feel, not necessarily good or bad, but make them feel and think about something. Mm -hmm. So when you see you've challenged their comfort level, you've done that. <laughs> you know, when they're having fun, when they get up, they, you know, they throw back that glass of wine. They're like, okay, I'm doing this. And they get up. You know, I really, I love being on stage too, because it's your own space and you feel like you get to present something then. But I realized like a big thing for me is I like the connection of music, movement and humanity, like, and people, which is weird because I'm introverted and I spend a lot of time alone. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> yes, I can spend an, an, you know, a disturbing amount of time alone, not talking to anybody and be fine with it. So maybe that's why, like, as an introvert, because I give away energy um, performing, I do genuinely enjoy it in that context. Because you get a lot of times an energy exchange. Mm -hmm. And I get to, I know I have a set time of that energy exchange. I know I got, I've got 30 minutes of it. It's a 30-minute show. I have 30 minutes of energy exchange. Mm -hmm. um, but I really love that. And I think that that is something that is unique to belly dance and to Caribbean dance as well, is that interactive quality to it. So in addition to this, you know, rich music and this different movement that's so internal, you also have this connection quality to it. Mm -hmm. And it gives you that chance to, in a moment, 
not get it's it's like you feel you get to notice someone even though you don't you get to share a moment with them yeah and you'll stay in their memories <laughs> yes yeah sometimes good sometimes bad but yeah <laughs> but you'll be there <laughs> exactly um... it's you know it's not my job to say whether i should be there good or bad but i'm there they're gonna be like that one time we're at this restaurant and doesn't this half naked broad come dancing out shaking all their stuff <laughs> You know, you know, you're their story and they're like, we were so horrified, but you're still in their story. Or sometimes it's like, you know, we went to see this belly dancer and my daughter thought she was a princess and she got up and danced with her. And we have these photos like there's some the, the stories really vary, mm-hmm. but you, you still get that connection and that sort of passing impact or influence or joy or fear <laughs> or whatever emotion overwhelms them when you come out fear does make me laugh a little like you know I don't take it personally because if you think of if you'd never seen a belly dancer before and you're just sitting having dinner and all of a sudden one appears you didn't know it was going to happen you're like what's going on why is this happening what what's going to happen you know I, I can understand and empathize with their discomfort of being like whoa 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 I just wanted some you know like Chicken, what's happening? (laughs) I already feel it will be very interesting because we have one of the most inspiring and famous ballet dancers, Sadie. She had done so much in terms of ballet dance performances as well as ballet dance training programs that I lost even count of all the things that I saw during following her all those years as well as doing my own research. But just a few highlights of her activities so far. So she has produced dozens of best-selling instructional videos as well as she has represented the art of oriental dance in front of millions of viewers on the hit show America's Got Talent. Also, uh, she's founder and director of uh, uh, two projects, Rux Flow and Rux Online, which is training programs that I'm very excited to talk about during this uh, interview today as well as she has a clothing line of athletic uh, dancewear and uh, she produces a variety of uh, destination dance retreats around the world. Also, aside from dance, uh, she has a deep passion and commitment to living and creating a holistic, sustainable lifestyle and world and uh, she loves to combine her passions in her retreats, bringing the power of nature, dance, music, conscious living and human connections all together. What uh, makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again so that you keep doing it for so many years? <laughs> I think it's honestly the the spiritual evolution and growth. Um, for me, uh, I've really come to a place where I'm understanding that the soul and the spirit has to be evolved through the body somehow. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. You know, whatever your spiritual beliefs may be, for me, it just doesn't seem like there would be a point to be here on this planet. If I have a soul outside of my body, that soul does not need to come here into this body if I'm not going to use this body. Um, Dance is language without words. Dance is a way to express yourself and communicate yourself and in a safe way because it can be interpreted so many different ways. So you could really say something so vulnerable and sacred to you through your dance and it's safe. Um, 
nobody can reach you that way. You know what I mean? But yet at the same time, Mm -hmm. you have this powerful, powerful opportunity to heal yourself and to give such a beautiful gift to your audience. I think it's that empowerment. So what, what draws me to a dancer and what draws me to why I keep doing this is that self-realization and that self-actualizing. I know that I have so much more growth ahead of me and I know that dancing is pivotal in my journey in that. And I know that as I continue to step on the stage or present this, whether it's on a stage or not, it's always about me showing up who I am in that moment and growing as a woman, my journey as a woman and a human and a mother and a, all the different things that I am. And that when a person can see somebody else stand in their power and present themselves that way, that it allows them to also do the same. So I think really that's the power of art. And it's just what medium or modality of art that you may choose to express yourself. But for me, it's dance. have a guest from India, Meher Malik, and uh, just a little, a few highlights of what uh, this amazing artist uh, does and her experience. She was uh, raised and lived in Middle East uh, for 17 years, and then she moved to India in 2006. She is founder of Banjara Dance School, which we'll talk a lot today about, hopefully. And also one of the uh, recent highlights uh, was her huge recognition in India Got Talent uh, show in 2009 that then she inspired and motivated so many women to go and pursue their dance uh, dreams. What makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years? Hmm. (laughs) So firstly, I would say that I never actually, I actually never chose dance. Dance chose me. Because it was never something that I, as a young girl, my dream was only to be a fashion designer. I never ever saw myself as a professional dancer. But dance found its way to me. And I think the one thing that the most important thing that keeps me um, belly dancing and, you know, staying with this dance form and growing with it is the fact that belly dancing is a very open, um, constantly evolving and li- liberating dance form. Uh, it, 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 it is always accepting. I mean, we've also had these discussions about fusions and oriental dance and Belly dance in itself exists in so many possible realities. It's kind of like life. Multiple interpretations of the same thing is possible. And and I think it is always also ready to change. Um, Maybe somewhere if it wasn't ready to change, you and I would not be having this conversation today, you know. But because belly dance is ever changing, ever evolving, and liberating, and I have seen the impact it has had on my life and the healing impact it has had on the lives of other women, I feel like the goal of belly dance is not actually just to teach dance. The goal of belly dance is actually truly to heal and empower. And that is the one thing that keeps me, keeps, and that's the reason that belly dance stays in my life. Mm. I also love how you added adjective liberating, even despite... Everything that we talked about <laughs> in the interview, I think it's an amazing reminder and encouragement for everyone 
uh, in the ballet dance world. <laughs> it's, it's really self self discovery, true true self discovery, from the inside out. You know. <laughs> On today's show, we have amazing guest, Alex Delora. You've asked me so many times already to bring her on podcast. I believe from the very first episode that I released, I got like 10 messages from people like, oh, can you interview Alex Delora? <laughs> so I'm so happy to have her finally here. Ukrainian belly dancer, just even more special for me <laughs> from the same country originally as I am, but a Ukrainian belly dancer who is acknowledged all all around the world travels uh, every week uh, sometimes I be believe even uh, more than once <laughs> per week from one part of the world to another teaches her uh, amazing technique the queen of drum solo who if you've never seen her drum solo videos before you definitely should <laughs> go and check them because they are fun and engaging mood and technique it just captivates and engage uh, attention of audience all around the world what makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years uh, well belly dance it's uh, not separated part of my life it's my way of of trying to know myself. This is my philosophy. This is my way to discover my personality. And this is my way to express my inside world. So I cannot get tired from belly dance. And um, if to reformulate your question, like where I get inspiration for to do it again, again and again and again, I'm inspired by the trips, by new communication, by new peoples, by new places, by new meets, new emotions. This is all scenes, all the elements of the life. And belly dance is one of the elements of my life too. So I cannot get tired of it. <laughs> belly dance is a philosophy for me. That's all. And how can you get tired to sing? How can you get tired to to feel, to express your emotions? Yeah, it's part of you, so you cannot separate it from yourself. On today's show, we have amazing Julia Farid, who is not only a successful international dancer, but also my very dear friend. <laughs> she is head of dance group Isadora Group, as well as Isadora Dance Academy, organizer of Isadora Cup, Crazy Bazaar and Isadora Winter Camp, and also first winner of Run the Camel, of course, 2012, among multiple other competitions. So... What makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again so that you keep doing it for so many years? Hmm. I love your question. I really <laughs> love your question. You know, I think that it's showing me who I am. Hmm. Because in our everyday life, we are playing a lot of roles where we are daughters, mothers, wives, and, and whatever, and, 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 and it can be endless. Uh, when I dance, I I just start really realizing I am a woman. I I'm an artist. I feel myself. I can open my heart in all the ways. 
I can show the pain, I can show my happiness, I can be shy, I can be, I don't know, foxy, these, 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 so many, so many things, but I can just, I can just be myself. So it's the way of opening my heart and uh, taking all the masks, roles, whatever is around me. And it's just the pure art. And I'm feeling it's just me and art. And I feel this connection, like the, I don't know, like the rope between us. So this is, that's what is the belly dance for me. Wow. It almost brought me to tears. Like, thank you so much for <laughs> This was very unexpected, to be honest. Uh, but it's so, uh, I don't know, valuable in its truth and honest. And thank you for being so open and uh, vulnerable to share, share those thoughts. Thank you for your question, because this is a very important question that I think everybody should ask herself or himself when they are dancing. Because lots of things, they will come out from this thing. When you will understand who you are and what who you want to be, what you want to be, your, even your dance will change. It will come out from heart without the goals, this, this, this. I'm happy to welcome Nada El Masriya. Natively Egyptian, she grew up in Cairo. Her first formal dance training began early with her high school's folkloric troupe. At Cairo University, Nada earned degree in Egyptian law, minored in the history of Egyptian culture and dance traditions, as well as she worked as dancer, assistant instructor and stage director for the law college's folkloric troupe. Trained in the Cairo University under the guidance of Hisham Saleh, she also was selected for the honor of representing Kaina University at the Ismailia International Folkloric Dance Festival twice. At the age of 17, Nada began her intensive training and performance with the prestigious Red Troupe. And over the course of five years, she has toured across Egypt, performing with them in over 100 performances, including full-length shows. She also danced numerous times for several Middle Eastern royal families, the members of the Egyptian government during 6th of October ceremonies, as well as performed numerous times at National Egyptian TV and was accompanied by well-known Arabic singers such as Nadia Mustafa, Ali El Hagal, Hasham Abbas and a long list of other artists. In 2002, Nada has immigrated to Canada and since then she develops her ballet dance career here as well as tours internationally. Currently she is the owner of dance school Egyptian Dance Academy as well as director of a dance troupe based in Toronto, organizer of numerous events including Masriyat Dance Festival and tours, cultural tours across Egypt, as well as she travels internationally to teach and perform all around the globe. In 2000, she was described by 50 Abdu as the ambassador of Egyptian dance in Canada. What makes you fall in love with ballet dance? And I'll add here folkloric dance again and again, so you keep doing it for so many years. Mm, that is a, yeah, it's, it's a profound question, <laughs> profound question. Um, you know, it's, it's so easy to, um, to know it inside your heart. It's not always so easy to put it in uh, vocabulary and words, you know? 
mind English words. That's another step. <laughs> so I, I have to like think it in Arabic, then translate it, then say it. Um, I think Oriental dance in general and, uh, and uh, folklore for me is an obsession with music. Like I feel that our music is so rich and so free. It's so funny because coming from a culture that is not completely free, but, but wait a minute, I feel we're actually way free than here, than Canada, you know? Yes, listen, we are sensual, we are flirting, we are, we wear way more, less clothes than, than any Canadian. Like, I feel that Egyptian dance is a trip to the soul. It's a connecting ourselves with who we are deep inside. And I feel it's like a, it's like such a comfortable stage, state, not stage, state mm -hmm. in our, in our, in ourselves. I feel that when I, when I dance, and it doesn't matter what character, first I get the amusement of the character itself, the living of that age, that time, that era, that character, all the stuff. But the most important thing in there is being able to be so comfortable being that person. And I feel that with our modern life in general, we don't even have time to, to think who we are. I feel like we're always rushed to be something uh, superficially displayed. And I feel Oriental dance and Egyptian dance is a complete trip into our soul to discover who we are and what we are and what we want to be. That's, that's for me. I, I feel complete. When I dance, I feel complete. I feel I completely know and I feel it's very similar to a lot of Egyptian dancer because I feel, I don't think I've, I've ever met an Egyptian dancer that said, uh, oh my God, I have uh, smaller arms, smaller butt, smaller lips. So I want a little bit here. I want a little bit there. I'm never really, I feel like they're all had that trip inside their, their body and their soul came out and completely obsessed with who they are. And this is such a wonderful feeling. This one thing, I feel like my mission in life for, for, for recreation belly dance is to make women understand that it really, really, really does not matter what you, what you are physically. What matters is what you are inside. today I have here with me Lebanese Simon. How are you? Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you, Anna. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And just for those who may not be uh, much familiar with his work, 
somehow, I don't know how it's possible, but maybe, <laughs> uh, just to give you a couple of highlights about uh, his uh, uh, dance journey so far. So, Simon was born and raised in northern Lebanon, and uh, um, he has traveled internationally to teach, perform, and learn, and also he had privilege to study with legendary Amani of Lebanon, Yusuf Sharif, Lubna Imam, and uh, inspiring Karakala folklore dance teachers Sami Kuri and uh, Francois Rahme. I hope I pronounced their names correctly. You did. They are former soloists in Karakala Dance Company. Now they have their own dance schools and troops. And I love all these names. Thank you for mentioning. <laughs> and uh, Simon uh, is specializing in Lebanese folk dabke as well as oriental dance. And since 2010, uh, he served as artistic director and manager for the Al Altar Zaffa Group based in Houston. And uh, also, he is executive director of uh, annual Houston Oriental Dance Festival. Imani among many other projects and activities, including his tour uh, over Lebanon. What makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again, so you keep doing it for so many years? This question, Amana, what makes me fall with it? It's, um, I just wake up and I remember what, I mean, how and why I fell in love with it in the first place. I mean, so as a young kid, um, I loved doing it. I was encouraged and pushed to do it. And they loved watching me dancing as a child. And then it comes to a certain age, 12, 13, and then it wasn't a fun thing to do. It was a, it was a little shunned of me to do it. And it was a disappointment if I did it. It was the words and the things of people that said to me that hurt my ears a lot they knew or they didn't know but it did hurt me a lot why do i do it why do i look that way i'm a sissy look at this guy look he's a da 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 thinking back the years of deprivation of it growing up in my teens not being able to do it and having to do it say just in a restroom before shower when i'm able to turn the music I just don't want anybody to go through what I went through. And if they could just do the dance and love it for the true first love they did, they should always do it. So I come from a place of uh, I've been deprived from it at the years where I needed it the most. And when I did it, I was judged and called names. Like I told you, this bag of drama that comes with a Middle Eastern generally and a male dancer as well specifically, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to celebrate it. They're going to talk regardless. Whoever has to talk and wants to talk about it and judge and say, let them talk. At the end of the day, I'm happy to do it. It's a way for me to say I'm alive. And this is why it makes me fall in love with it more and more because it comes from a deprivation. It comes from a, a form and expression that I'm never, never able to express it. My mother would, and this is a little personal, get a little sensitive here, but I mean, she would come and knock at the door. I'm like, the water's been running for 10 minutes. I could hear music in there. Have you finished showering? I was 14 years old, and I said in my head, I haven't finished dancing. I'll shout in a little bit. And then I say, yes, I'm done. That fear of being caught or not doing it 
now I get to enjoy it and celebrate it. Don't let anybody stop me. And don't let anybody stop you or anybody for those who are listening. Get over obstacles in life and get over them with strength and confidence because what doesn't kill you make you stronger, right? So dance and celebrate dance. And the fact that I get to do it, something that I wasn't able to do for years in the past, that's joy by itself. I'm super excited today to have on podcast amazing Valerique Molinari. And I was uh, waiting for a long time to invite her, but I know she had a recently busy schedule with her festival. So I think it's good timing now. But uh, before we dive into our conversation, I just want to quickly introduce and give some highlights about her because her then story is quite fascinating. And um, uh, one of the things that brought my attention a lot was that uh, in 2007, she spent six months studying in Madrid, where uh, she was dancing under the direction of some. Mara El Hayat, and after her stay in Madrid, she also traveled to Morocco and Tunisia to be the part of uh, the encounter of Moorish studies with the University of Puerto Rico. And uh, later in September of 2009, she won the professional competition of the Miami Ballet Dance Convention. And after that, the year after, uh, also won the People's Choice Award and got the second place in a rock star professional competition produced by uh, Virginia Mendez. So I'm super excited to ho- have today uh, Valerique on the podcast and talk with her about all um, nuances and insights of ballet dance life. And um, to mention also that originally she is from Puerto Rico, but now she resides, teach and perform in uh, Miami. <laughs> what makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again so that you keep doing it for so many years? <laughs> Oof, it's my way of living. Mm. And um, wow, that's a very deep question. It's my way of living. It's what I fell in love with, but I think it makes me fall in love more with my women nature. Um, and I have always said, because as when somebody that met this dance so young, I grew up as a woman with this dance. And um, this dance, it's so attached to my personal experience. I see my performances and I know what I was going through and I know what I moved that way. Mm-hmm. So for me, it is a way of expressing my nature um, that I'm allowed to do it in such a natural and honest way that not even the spoken word allow me to do it. Um, Mm. And I do feel that movement comes before the spoken word. And somehow this vocabulary of movement has allowed me to really speak about myself and about the world in a different way that I don't even care. I can't even do it with language. And I think that has a lot to do with my uh, relationship with the dance. Um, and with learning different things, it just showed me different ways of understanding my nature, understanding human nature, and loving more human nature. Um, for me, this dance has been a way to connect with a different culture, to connect with different people and um, 
accept them exactly how they are. Mm. That's what I will say uh, is what this dance has actually shown me. And this is why I defend it so much. So I'll, I'll leave it with that note. <laughs> mm, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with us. And if you like this episode, it will mean a world to me if you take a few seconds and leave us a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. Also, you can always find more information about podcast as well as past episodes at yanadance.com slash podcast. As well as you can connect with me on social media by Yana Dance or Yana Komarnitska. I'm very active on Instagram as well as Facebook and share a lot of tips and inspiration for your daily ballet dance life. And by the way, don't forget to subscribe to podcasts so you never miss a future episode. And until next time, keep shimming.